Good evening and welcome to the show. Well, Australian Republicans are clutching their pearls today about whether Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will repeat the allegiance to King Charles he made after Queen Elizabeth died in September when he attends the coronation in London on Saturday. Co-chair of the Australian Republican movement, Craig Foster, said, quote, we shouldn't be expected to grovel before a king or pledge, or pledge obedience, and neither should our members of parliament. Australians don't bow to a king. We don't take a knee for anybody. Well, that's not strictly true. Here's a shot of Australian cricketers Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins taking a knee before the start of the T20 World Cup final against New Zealand in Dubai a couple of years ago. And here is a shot of three Victorian police officers doing likewise at a Black Lives Matter protest in 2020. You don't hear Foster criticising these displays of deference because while he is right that Australians like him don't bow down to any king, they sure take a knee for the god of wokeism. And don't Australians have an abundance of reasons to lay prostrate before that particular deity, as Foster reminded us all in his speech at the National Press Club in 2021. Racism underpinned colonisation of fuelled federation and still infests much policy and media coverage 121 years later. It's a festering sore on the national psyche that manifests in dehumanisation and mistreatment of innocent people and ongoing Indigenous disadvantage. Racism underpinned colonisation, huh? Does, uh, does Australia need any more reason to become a republic? Well, for those in doubt, the ABC has chimed in with a few more in the shape of big diamonds that will feature in the coronation on Saturday. The bloody history behind some of the so sovereign's jewels has not been forgotten. A story written by four of the ABC's crack colonialism investigation unit pontificated today. Camilla is expected to wear a crown on Saturday containing the 105 carat Kohinoor diamond, which is one of the most valuable diamonds in the world. The ABC went on. Its return to the spotlight prompted a swift backlash from Indians who say it should be returned to their country. The controversy threatened to overshadow King Charles's celebrations until the royal family announced the coronation crown would be reset without the stone. But the ABC wasn't letting those thieving royals off the hook that easily. Camilla's crown will still be set with three of the Cullinan diamonds, which were found in South Africa in the late 19th century and presented as a gift to Edward VII in 1907. The history of the Cullinan diamond is an epitome of the history of colonialism and imperialism, said University of South Africa professor Evaristo Benyera. It is a history of denying Africans their humanity and their rights, unquote. Well, alarmingly, that denial of humanity and rights continues today. Here's an armed, darkly tanned white supremacist 
trying to deny the humanity and rights of South African looters during a spot of civil unrest a couple of years ago, a mere 60 years after South Africa became its own nation. The most common lament about the coronation this week, other than it will be an anachronistic ceremony featuring stolen diamonds, concerns the outdated notion of subjects swearing allegiance to a monarch. It should be the other way around, Republicans say. Well, this ignores the fact that, under Charles, that is already the case. His obsequiousness to wokery is more fawning than Adam Bant at a Greta Thunberg lecture. The Telegraph in London reports, King Charles will pray aloud at the coronation and pledge to serve all faiths and the service will highlight the King's respect in what has been hailed as a show of commonality between the religions. The story goes on to say that the King will be the first to pray aloud at a coronation in which he will ask for a blessing of every faith and religion. It goes on, quote, for the king, this means that for the first time in history, the service will include the active participation of non-Christian faith leaders in recognition and celebration of multicultural Britain. And for anyone who still doubts Charles's intention to be a multicultural monarch, here he is desperately seeking, if you will pardon the pun, affirmation while sitting on the floor of an Indian prayer hall in Luton last year. Charles's credentials with the other totem of wokery, climate change, needs no introduction. Suffice to say, there isn't a single place on the planet he won't visit in a private jet, nor an overpaid sanctimonious celebrity he won't rub shoulders with in order to save the planet from the destruction being wrought by the rest of us commoners. And as The Guardian reports, the recent emergence of a document linking one of Charles's predecessors from 350 years ago with a stake in a slave-owning company, Charles has called in the finest historical detectives to investigate this stain on his family's good name. I cannot describe the depths of my personal sorrow at the suffering of so many, the king said as I continue to deepen my own understanding of slavery's enduring impact." Unquote. Could he be more apologetic for something he never did? You'd think that this deference to wokeness would get the Republicans, who share his views about everything, off Charles's back. After all, it has worked for the closest thing the United States has to a royal family, the Bidens. Compared to the Bidens, the Windsors look like a nunnery full of Mother Teresas. Their crimes are many, but these don't even blip the radar of the people who think the British monarchy is a front for a firm of kleptocrats. It's not as if the Biden racket is breaking news. The Bidens have been at it for as long as old Joe has been in politics. As Miranda Devine wrote in her bestseller, The Laptop from Hell, to understand the Biden family's international influence peddling operation, you have to know where it all began, in the chummy political culture of the small state of Delaware. 
Miranda went on, for more than four decades as the senator for Delaware, Joe had leveraged a quid pro quo system of cronyism and trading favors for political influence, which has come to be known as the Delaware way, unquote. Well, as Joe rose up the Democrat political ladder, this style of doing business, business has pocketed the family 31 million US dollars or 46 million in Australian dollars from China alone. And while Prince Charles needs to grovel for forgiveness of some distant ancestor's unproven role in slavery, the media establishment are happy for allegations of actual sex trafficking to hang over the head of the president's son and the Biden version of Prince Andrew, Hunter. Hunter Biden has for some time been nominally under investigation by the Internal Revenue Service. But two weeks ago, a whistleblower from the IRS said the investigation was being mishandled. In a letter to lawmakers, the whistleblower, referring obliquely to Hunter Biden, said the investigation was being influenced by politicians. The whistleblower was seeking protection from authorities in return for coming forward, which is a wise move given the way enemies of Democrats in the United States often wind up committing suicide. The whistleblower's lawyer appeared on Fox News to explain it. Information that contradicts sworn testimony to Congress by senior political appointee, uh, failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest and ultimate disposition of this case that you're talking about, and examples of preferential treatment in politics improperly infecting decisions as laid out in this letter. Is there documentation to support this, not just someone saying, this is what I saw, but actual documentation? Yes, Brett. Um, so... My client's a career law enforcement officer who uh, is respected within the IRS, and he teaches other agents how to properly do investigations. He knows when to spot when, other invest when investigative steps aren't done in the traditional way to get at the truth. And he has spotted and observed things that are done differently in, in this particular matter, which I can't identify. Um, and he wants to talk about them, and he believes that they were influenced by politics. Well, on top of all this, Hunter's legal team is arguing in a Delaware court that he is paying too much in alimony to a former fling who bore him a baby daughter four years ago. The court in Delaware is keen to see more evidence of Hunter's supposedly diminishing financial resources, but these are not forthcoming. But here's the clincher. Despite the strings his father is allegedly pulling to reduce the amount of trouble he is in, Hunter is still a person of interest to a variety of law enforcement agencies. The only thing is, where is he? Well, try the American equivalent of Buckingham Palace, as Australian journalist Miranda Devine told Fox News Today. Miranda, you have some other details, I understand, about Hunter and where he may be hiding out. What can you tell us? Well, Laura, it's a rumor 
uh, but it's been pretty persistent for at least six months. And uh, there are a lot of sightings of Hunter Biden at the White House to back up the idea that he has been living there and hiding out from process servers uh, who might be wanting to serve him papers on various court matters, such as this uh, paternity problem that he has with Navy Roberts, London Roberts, the former stripper, mother of his four-year-old daughter, unacknowledged daughter, um, and various other court cases, uh, defamation actions and so on, coming from um, uh, people like John Paul MacIsaac, the owner of the, uh, the defunct MacBook repair shop where Hunter dropped off his laptop. Um, and look, you would think that this Arkansas matter would be a private matter, as Joe Biden just said. It is about, you know, his illegitimate daughter that he wants to reduce child support payments to. But what makes it more than a private matter is the fact that for the first time uh, we will see in a court of law um, Hunter Biden mm -hmm. be forced to disclose his financial records. And that will be very interesting. In particular, uh, we will want to see about uh, the divestment, as his lawyer told us he did, of his 10% stake in that Chinese equity firm, uh, BHR. King Charles is almost certainly going to be the worst king in modern British history. But even he has nothing on the Bidens, who peddle influence, sire illegitimate children and hide out in the White House with absolute impunity. I'm a non-woke conservative Australian, and despite Charles's pathetic deference to fashionable ideas, I'm still happy to say, God save the king, because he's a whole lot better than the Republican alternative. Well, that's all from me tonight. Thanks for watching. The great Alan Jones is up next at eight o'clock. And if you haven't noticed yet, the legendary Mark Stein, the funniest and most incisive conservative commentator in the world, is now on ADH. Go to our website, adh.tv, download our app to see, or download our app to see his four shows a week live and all his past shows on demand. You'll also find an embarrassment of riches from such brilliant commentators as Damien Khoury, Alexandra Marshall, Daisy Cousins, David Flint, Nick Cater, Lyle Shelton, and of course, Alan Jones. Tell your friends, ADH is the new home for common sense commentary, and there is no shortage of things to comment about these days. I'll see you again tomorrow at seven o'clock. Good night.